So you seem to me like a pretty confident guy. Sometimes. You put yourself out there. Yeah. You have a bloody podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you're not afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah. You talked about uh, in the previous episode making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to make those mistakes. Yeah. But we can't confuse that with being overconfident. It's a work. It takes something to get there to stand up and even like these podcasts it takes some you remember fuck the first episode you had to i was trembling lather yourself up because a lot of people have yeah i i think it's related to anxiety as well mm. where it's like once you're there once you get going you're good mm-hmm. but going from like from yeah from 100 plus it's fine mm-hmm. it's zero to 100 is not always easy yeah, and people would ask, like, okay, so how do you get there? And I think, so first of all, I believe in my heart, and this has taken years and years for me to even become aware of, is that most problems in business are a result of your confidence and how you maneuver situations, negotiations, whatever. However you move through your business, no matter what size your business is, if it's one person or a thousand people, your confidence will drive the company. And when the ship is going down, if the captain's standing there with his hands on the wheel telling everybody, I'm going to make this shit happen, then it's different, right? People kind of start to go. You'll still have the jumpers, but people will start to kind of like go with you. And there's a stat about business that a lot of people hear like what would you guess the uh the failure rate of a small business is like first year or whatever first year jeez oh, it's got half so it's funny you say that because i've heard in numerous books people say 80% 90% okay fail in the first year i've heard it like since i was a kid so i actually did the research and i found out that it's only 20% of small businesses fail the first year. The second year is 30%. And by 10 years, it's 70%. So what happens from year one to year 10? What makes people go from confident, inspired, excited to fuck? I need to quit. I'm done with it. I'm going to go get a job. And there's a lot of people... Okay, there's a few people listening, but a lot of those few people are probably going through the moment where you say, fuck, I'm done. I'm so done with this. I'm tired of being, you know, the one that gets shit on all the time. You know, if I have two or three people or I sub jobs or, you know, I I, I have suppliers or whatever you're going through, they always get paid first before you. They always get shit. And in most cases, small businesses, if you're really realistic, they're making wages that you would make at McDonald's as an, an, as an beginning employee. The problem is, though, is after 10 years, you've been running your own business. You're unemployable. You're completely the worst employee that any business would want because you've been doing things however you want, whatever you want, whenever you want. Like, it's, it's innate in our character. That's why we became self-employed in the first place in most cases. So you can go into detail and we have about hiring people and organizing your business and doing all those things, of course, making a plan. And that's, that's all good 
and 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 fine but the very core of anything that you do for your business to make it what you need it to be to surpass that 10-year period is your confidence and in most cases all the things that we're doing that's are that's making us unemployable is exactly why the business will fail we are someone who always wants to handle it you ever talk to like like i don't know you're my wife all the time like she'll be like oh i have a lot to clean and i'm like she's like i gotta vacuum i gotta do this i'm like okay i'll vacuum she's like no no no. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i'll vacuum i'll do it, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. and it's because she knows she's going to do a better job. She's more detailed about it. She cares more, but it's, it's, and me, it's kind of just, I'm trying to help somebody out. Well, the problem is that type of mentality is fantastic when you're talking about a situation like that. But that mentality, when you've got employees, that mentality, when you've got, uh, you've got vendors, suppliers, all these different relationships that you're trying to manage, if you go out and you set out with the idea that I'm going to handle everything, well, of course you would fail. So what happens? You say, oh, I'm going to bring this person in to handle something. I'm going to bring this person in to handle something. You know, there's like 14 positions in a business, like actual real life positions that you could hold inside a business. Like you, I could hire 14 people tomorrow. And if they were all rock stars, King Tile would be Coca-Cola in a year if they were all rock stars it, the problem is i'm not confident enough when i go to hire somebody that i should be hiring the person that the company will be not what the company is now it's current yeah currently versus the future so yeah. when people come in and i'm interviewing them i'm like God, I got a need. I got to handle this. I got to handle that. I got to do this. I got to do that. So I bring them in and I'm like, okay, just as long as they're this much, okay, then we'll be fine. We'll, we'll get through this moment. And the issue is that person is not going to bring and lift the company up. And not because they're a bad person, not because they're, you know, and this isn't to say that all people don't have a place either. They do. But within the position that you're trying to hold, if they aren't a rock star for that position, if you're trying to bring a salesperson in and they aren't telling you about, you know, gr gross revenue from the last company that they were with increase, they aren't telling you about market, they aren't telling you about margins, they're not telling you about specifics of growth and ability that they have at their last employment, then they're not the right fit to handle that stuff for you because you want to grow. You want to increase what you've got. If you're not trying to increase, and I promise there's a lot of people out there that will hear this and say, dude, I don't want all that. I don't want all that. They have that story of the guy f fishing in the little country, and this, mm -hmm. this guy comes up and he's like, hey, if you, you, know, if you use these nets, you can catch more fish. And the guy goes, okay, and then what? He goes, then you can sell them at the market. And he goes, okay, then what? Then you can have more money and you can buy a bigger house. He goes, okay, then what? And he goes, then you can have your children. You can pass this business on to your sons, and you could do this and that. And he goes, okay, and then what? And he goes, well, then you'd have more time to relax, and you could do the things that you want to do. And he goes, like sitting here fishing? <laughs> He's already doing it. He's he doesn't want to grow. Well, that story is fine and dandy. That story is great. The issue is the whole world is growing, and it hasn't become 
completely clear to everybody, inflation is a real thing. 5% yesterday is not 5% today. So when you went and filled your tank up of gas for 90 bucks last week, and now it's 130 or 180, clearly the world is moving forward. And if you don't, you're not doing your children and your future generations a service. You have to grow. And it feels good for three, four, five, six, seven years to work out of your garage. That's great. But at some point, you're going to be frustrated. And at some point, you're going to sit there and go, shit, uh, I, I guess I better start thinking about later. So how do people, if they have this question, how do they grow and expand if they don't feel they have the capital to do it? They don't have the money to do it. Totally. And it takes balls. It's, I, th there's really no other way to say it. And I don't mean that in a crude way. I mean, it just takes a serious set to leverage whatever you've got to go forward. And if you're not willing to do that, it's okay. But don't own a business. Go work for someone make 35, make 40, make 20. There's another entrepreneur out there right now who would love to have somebody with your skill set. All you have to do is change your mindset a little bit. If you, if you adjust that mindset and say, I don't need to feel weird when someone tells me what to do because you're listening to customers every day. People are telling you what to do. And that's a big part of reason why people, I want to set my own hours. I want to do what I want to do. I want to feel in control. I want to feel empowered. All of those reasons are the worst reasons to start a business because you'll lose all of them by year 10. What, so what's your advice for people to know what side of the spectrum they're on? Because I'll give you a quick example. I've worked for myself. I've worked for others. I'm kind of doing both right now. Mm -hmm. I have a job where I work for someone and then freelance on the side i do my own thing mm -hmm. and sometimes when you're focused on your own thing it's like oh it's a lot of pressure it's all on me yeah i just want to just go somewhere clock in and clock out right and then when you're working for someone else you're like i don't like this clock in and clock out i want to be in charge of my own stuff absolutely so how so some people are built to run it some people it, like employee versus employer mm -hmm. how would you advise people to help them understand which one is stronger for them? Because you're either going to lean on one or the other, right? Yeah. So it's it, being in that gray area is really difficult. I've I lived in it, and in 20 years, you know, I've shared stories. I worked as a bartender at certain times. I've worked for other tile companies. Tile companies that had 300 employees. Tile businesses with 300 employees is fucking nuts. Like imagine the size of that business. The worst thing that I did for myself all those years and why it took so much bullshit to come to this realization is that I didn't embrace the suck. I didn't look at a shitty situation and realize this is for my growth. Somehow, some way, this is making me better. So if I'm in a job and this you know, boss is just being a piece of shit and they're wrong and they're so wrong and they're full of pride and they're saying things to me to make themselves feel better and clearly they're throwing me under the bus and you're going through that situation and you just look at it and you kind of smile and think to yourself, this is going to make me a better boss eventually when I am a manager. If, if I go full board at the 
entrepreneurial aspect or avenue. The other flip side of that coin is if you're an entrepreneur and you're going through the suck, you're looking at the bank account and you're like, fuck, I thought I made more money than that. I really thought I was doing better than this. I mean, you know, you, you're doing it in your head real quick, right? Like you're like, okay, I, I charge this much. It's going to take me this long, but that's not real accounting. That's not real life finance. And the bottom line is it took you money to drive here. It took you money to drive away. It, it, it took you money to research certain things about this microphone and that microphone and this camera and that camera, all those things that we have this bone in our body that says, you know, as an entrepreneur, well, I'm investing in my future. Okay, but what happens when you get to a point? It's those serial learners. You remember the, those people, you, you meet one every once in a while and they've been going to school for like 20 years. They're like, oh yeah, I'm just going for my double, triple, quadruple back doctorate, master's double degree. And you're like, Jesus Christ, like when is enough? Like when have you learned enough? And that's our issue as entrepreneurs is we, we're constantly investing. When did you invest enough? When is it time to sit back and go, okay, let's take a temperature of this business and see what's going on. Now I'm not saying do this at three months, but after a year, you should be looking back at your business and going, okay, what are the real numbers? And bookkeeping, you know, I have a bookkeeper and an accountant. So the bookkeeper keeps me straight daily. We have weekly meetings constantly. And I still, after years of this, I'm still, you know, pulling that bullshit where I'll buy something, you know, on the business credit card and then I go in and I don't send the receipt in. Oh, sorry, I lost it. Whatever, you know, because maybe it was something for the house or something. For, and I still pull that bullshit. I can't help. I can't get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. So how do you get out of your own way? How do you change that, right? You have to hire rock stars. You have to hire exceptional employees to handle the shit that you're not good at. And that's why they say that if you're good at something, don't start the business in that thing. A lot of people, it, like all the books I've read have all said, the better you are at what your business does, the worse your business will do. Because if you're passionate, like I love setting tile. I love it hearing the client's reaction when I'm all done. I love it. It's the best. The problem is I can't help myself. I go to a job and I'm like, oh, let me show you how to miter. Oh, let me show you. This. I should be balancing the freaking budget. I should be looking at balance sheets. I should be looking at profit and loss statements. I should be hiring a fantastic admin who's exceptional at what they do, who's organized and who understands uh, you know, accounts payable, accounts receivable. I should be hiring an operations manager who's just you know, got Six Sigma and they understand it. That's what I should be doing. But I'm not. I'm sitting here grinding on a fucking tile and then turning around and going, oh, fuck, I got to make payroll again? Jesus Christ. Okay, transfer this, transfer that. Oh, fuck, I got to, oh, God, taxes are due. Maybe I'll skip this month on this. Okay, we got this. Well, we need this to do this. And then the next thing you know, you're waking up at Saturday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning and you're like, "Uh, what's going to happen here? Oh, by the way, Where's my check? Where the fuck is my check? Oh, uh, here's 800 bucks. Here's 500 bucks left over. What kind of fucking life is that? Is that why you got into So you chose your own hours, which are 20 hours a day. You chose to do what you wanted to do, which is whatever the customer asked you to do at any given moment. And you chose to be in charge of your own income and your own pay, which is garbage. Yeah. So good job. You chose all three. 
shitty things. All right, guys, thanks for stopping in. As always, this has been the Tile Free Podcast, and this is shit that I wish I heard when I was young. Like, subscribe, follow YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. You know where to go. DM me with any questions or subjects that you want me to talk about. I'd be more than happy to indulge you. Once again, this has been the Tile Free Podcast, and now it is time for me to get back to work.